What's up? What's up? What's up? What a miserable day for wrestling, huh? Yeah, yeah. Except, uh, I mean, it's good, uh, good for wrestling fans. Not so good for the industry. Oh boy. Um, happy dynamite. Happy dynamite for everyone except Ray Phoenix. Yeah, not great. Not a good time. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to have to change the graphic here. Remove the, unfortunately, mm. remove the Lucha Bros, put in Jurassic Express, and add in Jade Cargill. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was a weird episode, I think. It was very... Especially not getting the House of Black stuff. For understandable reasons, but it was just... We'll, we'll talk about that more in depth, because we don't, we don't know anything. We're just going based off of uh, hunches in regards to that. Um, but... A little, little sum up of today, which was a, a big day. So this was the the debut of AEW on TBS, and uh, we saw Jade Cargill win the TBS Championship against Ruby Soho. We saw um, Jurassic Express take the tag titles off of the Lucha Bros. Um, while Ray Phoenix broke his arm in a choke slam onto a table. A word that we could use. I don't know if broke covers everything. He sent his arm to the shadow realm. Yeah, he obliterated the goddamn thing. Um, Bent backwards God, entirely. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's okay. Oh. Like, if that, were, if that were me, I would have straight up just been like, choke me out. I... Just send it. I think it's safe to say he's going to be out for a little while, and it's a good thing they took the titles off of them. Yeah, no, I don't think we're seeing Ray Fenix, um, or well, we'll probably see Penta, but I don't think we're going to see Ray Fenix for a hot, hot, hot minute. And the, the, the weird thing is that the whole incident was very weird, and we'll talk more about that later. Um... And uh, what, what else happened today? Um, it was announced CM Punk would fight Wardlow next week. Um, Jake Atlas will be fighting Adam Cole on Friday on Rampage. Um, let's see what else happened today. Oh, Brian Danielson fought Hangman Adam Page for the world title. Adam Page picked up the win. Um... We got MJF's first loss in a while at the hands of a DQ. Um, let's see. We got... Uh, um, uh, Malachi versus Brian Pillman Jr. That um, definitely hinted at something that should have happened today. And I feel like... Although there was a lot of big stuff happening today, something that a lot of people were looking forward to was regarding Malachi Black and the House of Black that unfortunately did not happen for 
whatever reason. Um, and then yeah. it was also announced that Hook would fight Aaron Solo on Friday on Rampage. Nice to get um, uh, QT Marshall back in the picture. Yeah, yeah, him and his him and his bowling shirt, looking like a creator wrestler. <laughs> you mean I think he's a cutie pie. Uh, <laughs> Alright, you wanna you wanna talk about some news? I do. Not. Okay. Ha. We won't talk about it then. No, I wanna talk about the news. Sorry for lying. Okay. Um Last night at like 3 a.m., I heard a clatter downstairs. Uh huh. It sounded like something large fell over, and I straight up was like, I don't want to die. <laughs> All right. News, news, news. It's so nice to not have to avoid social media now that Wrestle Kingdom is over. Well, it's starting up again in a couple hours, right? No. It's not? Next. I, I the NJPW, was, NJPW, NJPW, and Noah is the eighth. And that's, that's it. The next day, there's n- there's nothing in between. Okay. Mike. If there is. I. Huh? Mike's here. Oh, hi, Mike. I'm no see, Mike. Sorry. I thought Sorry. you said wait really loudly. I was like, <laughs> wait. What the fuck did I do? <laughs> no. Um. Speaking of, you said that you had some Wrestle Kingdom news. So I, I guess this did. is a great segue. Uh, Segue. you. Yes. Uh, so a little interesting factoid about Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, day one of Wrestle Kingdom got about 12,000 um, viewers. I think it... Yeah, I think it was... Uh, okay. Um, Wrestle Kingdom night one drew about 12,000 while night two only drew about 6,000. People really wanted to watch that Okada Shingo final, but not the Okada Osprey final. Gonna be honest, the Okada Osprey final was fantastic. It was. I can't complain. Um, Both main events were, were fucking match of the year contenders. It always surprises me when... And JPW isn't as big as I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say it's very hard to watch now that, like, the crowd can't make noise. I can't understand that. I don't mind that as much, but it is weird. Like, I I feel like I've gotten used to it. Mm -hmm. But it is weird. Um, So somebody commented on that um, article saying that January 4th is New Japan Day to fans. It's a tradition... And that's what they look forward to. The second day drew poorly last year as well, even with their full roster or thereabouts full roster. So it's not something you can just pin on one or two people. Um, so it seems like it's a pattern that's been happening with Wrestle Kingdom. Um, mm. But Mike also Check. makes a good point. There, there isn't, There weren't a lot of Americans at Wrestle Kingdom, so that... Uh, Western draw isn't as high. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I get it. 
Um, um, it is a real shame. I feel like even without the Americans, it's a really fun fucking thing to watch. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was a fantastic show both nights. I'm really excited for Saturday. Um, I I love yeah. That's- Night one, I think, was my favorite over night two. Although night two had Kenta versus Tanahashi, and that was fan-fucking-tastic. If Kenta can still see. It was fantastic. If Kenta can still see, yeah. Kenta can't see? Might have a damper on it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll see at, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been fun. I feel like Japanese wrestling is just something that's like so easy to like just dive into. Yeah. Um, and we're still trying to finish uh, Noah's The New Year. We've been trying yeah. to mix that in with Wrestle Kingdom. It's been very hard to get through it. We're on like the last two matches. Well, if Wrestle Kingdom weren't five hours apiece, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, we start watching it around one, and we're done by six, and then we've got more rest. And then uh, Noah wasn't four hours. That's a pay-per-view. He's Japanese. I mean, WWE pay-per-view is about four hours long. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know why it's like... I guess because we're watching it midday that it feels like it's like eating up so much time. Right. Anyways. You should tune in if you haven't seen any NJPW stuff or Noah stuff. Um, or for that matter, the stardom match was also sick as fuck. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, they said like, oh, our whole purpose is like, we want more people to watch stardom. So that's why we're here. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'll be there. Um, anyways, not the point. Um, let's talk about New Japan returning to Axis TV. They're going to Axis. Yeah, and that's resulted in a little bit of a change to Impact. Has it? Yes, I told you. Uh, BTI is canceled. They're not doing any more oh. BTI because they moved uh, Impact in 60 before Impact removing that, that BTI slot. You, you told me these things as separate pieces. I, you didn't tell me that the BTI was connected to NJPW. Yeah, it's because New Japan will now be aired right after Impact. Um, and... They wanted to keep that impact in 60, I guess. Which. I don't get it. I mean, when your match of the year was a BTI match, I don't get that. Probably because um, you can. Like, they, they use impact in 60 to, like, connect relevant names like AJ Styles to impact still. Um, okay. Or CM Punk or not, not CM Punk. Uh, Sting. That makes sense. And Mike, we care about Impact. We love Impact. Impact's a fantastic show, especially lately. We went from watching just like SmackDown and Raw to watching so much fucking wrestling every fucking day. Impact has won, I don't want to spoil too much, but Impact has won a couple awards at the Mike Romies this coming Saturday. Uh, yeah, tune into the Micromies because we will be there and it's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. So it was super fun last year. It's going to be super fun this year. And we'll um, be covering Dynamite in a post show tomorrow. 
Or not dynamite, impact. Sorry, I'm looking at the dynamite logo or the AEW logo. I was like, are we covering more AEW AEW on Thursdays. Thursday night Um, dynamite. Um, okay. Um, let's talk about NWA is expanding in 2022. Um, they announced an all access expansion on Fight Television. Um, NWA all access, um, is gonna have new shows, events. It's gonna be, um, 50 bucks a year, which isn't bad. It's actually pretty. Pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, and NWA Power is going to return to YouTube. Yeah. It was originally there before the pandemic started. Then they went on hiatus and they kicked things back with a paid service. Not exactly the best uh, uh, model. Yeah. Um, also, it appears that we are going to have a little white family reunion. Yes, yes. At um, WrestleFest in Poughkeepsie, New York, they uh, have booked Adam Scher, formerly known as Braun Strowman, teaming with uh, Eric Redbeard, formerly known as Eric Rowan. So that'll Ah. be a lot of fun. They're they're fighting... um... Bully Ray and Enzo. That's right. That's right. That's a weird team. Yeah. Um, We might go. Uh, it's tentative with COVID. Yeah. With everybody else getting sick, I don't know if I want to trust other people. The last place I want to be is a wrestling show right now. Yeah. Um, but that's exciting. Um, also, we've got some... I'm going to do the AW News first, because God help us. Um, Beach Break was announced for 2022. The date is going to be what? <laughs> what? Um, beach break. Beach break this year is going to be held in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> All the beaches in Cleveland, Ohio. It's going to be a special episode on January twenty-six, I guess. Okay. Um, last year it was held in Jacksonville. Um, I don't know. Fucking strange. And Tony Khan has teased a dream signing coming soon. Yes, yes, coming to Dynamite very soon. A lot of speculation towards Jeff Hardy, um, which sounds like a dream signing, um, for for. Diehard wrestling fans, probably Johnny Gargano. Um, potentially, I don't know, um, Scotty Too Hottie. Now that he's uh, he's open, free. A dream signing. It was Christian Cage. Yeah. So, could be could be uh, Matt Cardona. I would love it if Matt Cardona went to went to AEW. That'd be so fun. Um also we have two injuries in WWE. Um Carmella is apparently currently working through an injury. 
Um, apparently, uh, her appearances right now are being limited in a way like we saw last night where she can still appear, but not have to actually work. Yeah, she wasn't. And you know why? You know why they're probably doing that? Why? They only have one other women's tag team. Like, who the fuck is gonna like? There's no one who's gonna like fight over it. Like a number one contenders match. Yep. Um, and Sasha Banks injured herself uh, wrestling uh, during a match against Charlotte. Um, I think that was like Friday. Um, apparently, she's got a sprained leg. Um, she she said she's fine though. She if she's fine, she's fine. If she's not, she's not. Yeah, she, um, she tweeted out that she's gonna be all right. Yeah, I think she's gonna be all right. She might miss Rumble though. If it is a sprained leg, yeah, there's a yeah. chance. Yeah. But um, all right, let's talk about the real WWE news, I, ladies and gentlemen. I, WWE released more people. I, do we really want to talk about that one though? Don't have to. I just feel bad. Okay, we don't have to. <laughs> um, but th- th- this is bigger news. Um. Not shocking news at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so WWE released a bunch of people today. Um, is there a full list? Is a real question? I'm not sure. Um, the, I, I can pull up the full list. Yeah, why don't you do that? So... WWE released a lot of backstage um, people at NXT, a lot of Triple H hires, one or two that aren't Triple H hires. Um, but this is basically them cleaning house of the old guard. Um, the releases are as follows: Road Dog, Ace Steel, Ryan Katz, William Regal, uh, Dave Kapoor, formerly known as Rajin. Rajin Singh, Scott Armstrong, George Carroll, Hideki Suzuki of Diamond Mine, uh, Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, Kathy Carino, also known as Allison Danger, and Sarah Cummins. A lot of big names there. William Regal is probably someone that I don't know, like that that they're sorely gonna miss out on. Yeah, William Regal was one of the. That was a shocker. That was a big woo. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, and um, the the weird thing is, why would you, why would you release all these people, all these trainers, when the people you're signing, the wrestlers you're signing, aren't really wrestlers? They don't know how to wrestle. So the last people you need to be releasing now are trainers. I just, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking with a lot of these releases. It's like, some could say, like, it's the whole thing, um, there was a, there was another post about it. So Fightful, um, put out an article that says unanimously the talent and staff familiar with the Performance Center NXT and NXT 2.0 have said this is directly 
to remove numerous Triple H hires and Braun Breaker kicking the X, which was uh, last night. Braun Breaker in his entrance kicked and split in half a giant foam X. Um, was not well received backstage and was thought to be sending a message. The only non-Triple uh, H hire was Alice in Danger. Um, there was no internal message for the firings at all. According to Fightful. Um, uh, Fightful states that Road Dog was seen as a key Triple H guy and along with Regal was one of the most evident firings that pointed everyone to the notion that this was specially or specifically moving people out. Um, so... They're truly moving on to a new era. One that's not undisputed. He's moving into an undisputed era. Um, it's just... It's just a shame. Especially Regal, because, like... I don't... I don't see how he didn't fit into the mix. I think that was just a spite firing. Honestly. I, I think all of these are kind of undermining. I, I I think Triple H is trying to force out, or uh, Vince is trying to force out Triple H. I, I don't think he wants to fire Triple H, but I think he wants him gone. fun time for a family dinner yeah I, I think he wants him to leave and because he's married to Stephanie can't fire him but you can fire all the people he hired I guess I, I'm wondering when Shawn Michaels is like next on that list so you've watched Succession I have watched Succession I've watched it I, I've heard this whole Vince Triple H Stephanie situation is very similar to Succession, and like, like Triple H could be the person to take over for Vince, uh, if and when he steps down, or like. To say yes, that's correct, would, like, I don't know, obviously, like, what's going on, but it feels like that, it does. Because mm -hmm. it feels very insidious, and it feels like Vince knows that he's close to being, like, edged out, and he's just, he's pissed about it, so. Yeah. Um, I think it seemed all fine and good until, like, Vince actually thought of, like, leaving the reins. Yeah, and at this point, I don't know who else could take over. Because Shane McMahon's pretty much gone. Yeah, Shane's not part of it anymore. I doubt Stephanie would take the reins, because if Stephanie took the reins, I feel like she'd just put Triple H in charge. Or in charge of a lot of responsibilities. Um... Maybe he would want somebody like Nick Khan in charge, or if not Nick Khan, 
potentially uh, um, Laronite, John Laronitis, Laronitis. That he wants to be shown up by Triple H, yeah, or his daughter for that matter. Yeah, I think it's it's a power move. Yeah, it is. It is, and it sucks because nobody benefits. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, no one's benefiting from this, and it also sucks because like these are people who like have either committed a ton of time and like effort to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Or people who have uprooted their entire lives to be part of the WWE. It's like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, the one thing that we can rest our laurels on is that a lot of these people, I'm sure, will land on their feet. Um, I'm hoping that Thatcher still has a has um, the intentions for like a wrestling career. I hope he's not done. I hope that he was. Not wrestling because they didn't want him to wrestle. I'm hoping that was the case. Maybe he might want to just do training, which is perfectly fine. He could. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that I hope that he still wrestles. You just want to see him wrestle. Yeah, that's what I meant when I said I hope that he still wrestles. Okay. Um, to answer Miriam's question, uh, can we be so sure that he'll give the job over to the family and not someone outside the family like Nick Khan? I think he won't give the reins to Nick Khan only because he's not like a wrestling guy. Um, I think one of his first like projects was Day One, because um, that was like a, a Nick Khan thing. I, I think he'd either hand the reins over to like John Laurinaitis or um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, shoot. The other guy who's in charge of uh, booking another head of WWE. Uh, not sure. Uh, fuck, what? Why am, I, why am I fucking blanking? Leadership. Um, have, could be Kevin Dunn. Could be Kevin... Oh, Bruce Pritchard. That's what I'm thinking of. God, I hate that. I feel like he'd hand it over to Laurinaitis, Pritchard, or or Dunn. Not so much Nick Khan. Um, but you never know. You never know. You'd think that he would want to keep it in the family. But yeah, but know. who in his family can he even trust right now? Maybe Linda? <laughs> like... Yeah. He, I, he wouldn't want Shane in charge of it. And like I said, if you give it to Stephanie, she would give it to Trips. Yeah. I... I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm sure that sooner or later, Triple H is just going to be, if he hasn't already been, just shuffled down to like a position that has no power or control. Yeah. The question is, when can he say that he quits? Mm-hmm. Also, um, news that I don't really want to have to talk about, but I guess I'm going to. Um, it's not serious. It's just sad. Um, Jake Atlas apparently injured his knee. When? In his match with Adam. Oh, today. 
Yeah. Brian Alvarez reported it. What is happening at Dynamite today? The curse of TBS, dude. What is happening today in general? Because first Kenta lacerates his eye. Now Phoenix broke his arm. I hope it's just eyebrow. I hope it's not the eye. Oh, I thought they said eye. I thought commentary well, they said, said eye, but like they said eye, but I'm like hoping that they meant like the ocular region. Because I don't like anything dealing with the eye. Right. But yeah, I, it, it sucks. Like Jake Atlas just came back. He was so happy. Hmm. Yeah. Not a good day. Not a good day. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey sucks. God damn it, Jersey. <laughs> Should have known. Um, all right. So you want to talk about matches and promos? Get into the recap. All right. So let's talk about tonight's Dynamite, and we started off Dynamite. We started off immediately with Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship, and they have uh, judges in case it goes to a sixty-minute draw. Um, we very much worked ourselves into thinking it was somebody special, but no, it was just Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and Paul White that were the judges, and they did not come into play at all. Maybe in one moment. I'll, I'll get to it once we get to that point. Um, Alright, let's begin. So there's a powerbomb on the apron to Danielson. Danielson ends up getting caught in the air. He's um hit with a fallaway slam. Goes for a Tobe suicide. It gets caught again. Um, hit with a fallaway slam. Ringside this time again. Eventually, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, it's a German suplex to Hangman, but he lands on his feet. Um, Brian Danielson then hits Hangman back with a suplex of his own. Um, oh wait, yeah, German suplex to Brian Danielson, and then Daniel Bryan gets. You you can do it. That's I believe in you. Um, German suplex to Brian Danielson. Then Brian Danielson gets a German suplex on Hangman. Um, eventually Hangman and Brian Danielson go up over the ropes together. It was very scary because like Hangman was like vertical in the air going over the ropes. And I was like, oh no. Um, Brian Danielson then sends Hangman into the post, and we are. We were bloody before this, I think. Um, Hangman bleeded very early into the match. Mm -hmm. But, like, oh my god. We were bloody, bloody. Like, incredibly so. Like, dripping through the whole match. Yeah. Um, eventually, Hangman gets a dead eye in the ringside area, fails the buckshot, Danielson ducks it. Danielson then gets the Lavelle lock on Hangman, but. I think the way they tried to play it off was like after a certain point, Hangman was just like too slippery because like Brian's hands kind of like slipped off of his face. I was like, ew, kind of <laughs> gross. <laughs> um, 
Then we get a moonsault off the top buckle to ringside. The buckshot is ducked once again. Um, Danielson gets a running knee to the head of Hangman. Hits the gotch style pile driver. And then we get a triangle on Hangman that turns into a leg bar on Brian Danielson. And we get a backdrop driver. And finally, Hangman gets his buckshot lariat to win. Looking like a crazy little man. So the, the moment I was talking about was um, at one point um, Danielson gets off a cradle driver and looks over at Jerry Lynn, um, which that was his thing, was the cradle driver. So I, I think he was more interested in um, impressing the, the judges than actually trying to get a win off uh, on page. Oh. Okay. Hmm. So I didn't think about that. Yeah, it kind of protects Danielson if you think of it that way. If they play it off that way, um, I don't know if they will, but we'll see. It's an interesting little story they could they could run with. Yeah, yeah. Um. So after that, we got a promo from the acclaimed. Caster says last week Bowens had Darby beat, but just like all boomers, Sting stepped in. Uh, next week we're gonna show you. Show you how people in our generation take care of business. We're going to make a viral video, a music video, and it sounds dumb as shit. <laughs> the way he so phrased stupid. everything sounded so stupid. It was like, he was like mocking himself almost. Yeah. Also, he hit the okay boomer and I was like, is it 2020? Yes, so. Is that what we're doing? Um. So next up we had... MJF in action against Sean Dean. Sort of. Yeah. I Do you want to talk about the match? Match quote unquote? Or do you want me to? Yeah, if you want to take it away, you can. Okay, so MJF gets in the ring and as soon as the bell rings, CM Punk sprints down the ramp, gets in the ring, chases MJF out, and uh they're they're arguing a little bit and and CM Punk is like sorry Sean Dean hits him with the GTS uh thus disqualifying the match and uh giving Sean Dean the DQ win over MJF and uh that's MJF's first loss in a while so do you do you know how long I don't know but I know he was like 15 and 0 going into 2022 um, but, uh, then, then they have a, an exchange after this. I didn't write any of this down because I was like too into it. Uh, it was so good. It was. Um, but basically, um, next week CM Punk is going to face Wardlow on Dynamite. Um, such a good problem. I, I definitely just suggest watching it because me trying to recite it would not do it justice at all. Um, this will be an, an insane feud. Basically, CM Punk is just trying to demand a match against MJF, but MJF is trying to dodge it. Such a great feud. Uh, so next we get... Hey. Um, it, was, it was just full of moments where it was like, MJF, can you say that? Like, are you allowed to say that? Mm-hmm. But then Punk's... And then there were moments too with Punk doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. When he was like, you'll main event a four day 
uh, buy one get one free extravaganza uh, pay-per-view yeah uh, only to be released eight months later yeah yeah that was a lot that was a lot um i'm glad that we all got to experience it yeah yeah i thought that was really fun <laughs> um so after that, we get a video package for Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara, which will be happening at on Saturday at Battle of the Belts. Uh, and they also advertise the Go Big Show. Um, then we go in the ring for Chris Jericho. He says the first episode of... Chris. What? Yeah. The first episode of AEW on TBS... I haven't been on TBS since April 7th, 1999, when I was on WCW Thunder, losing to Booker T. I think he cheated. But it's great to be back on TBS and in Newark. It's great to be anywhere after those two 2.0 jack-offs hit me with a chair. I am back, and that's why last week I didn't come out to save Eddie Kingston. I wanted some revenge for those 2.0 jerks. And then 2.0 come out... And Matt Lee says, real funny guy, real funny Jericho. Last time we ran into you, you we gave you a little taste of a steel chair. And Chris Jericho just calls Matt Lee a square head, calls Jeff Parker a, a pinhead. Uh, Matt Lee's like, you want another taste? Uh, how about... Uh, Jericho then gets out of the ring, grabs his bat, and says, how about I just grab this, and I blow both your heads off. Your shoulders. Daniel Garcia runs in, but Jericho smacks him with a bat. 2.0 then gang up on Jericho, but then proud and powerful. And Eddie Kingston run in for the save. And uh, that's going to hype up their, their rampage match between 2.0 and yeah, 2.0 against PNP and Eddie Kingston. Then we get a promo from Redragon. Dragon again. Uh, Red Dragon. Um, Cole says, We whooped Orange Cassidy's ass. The boys are back together. I know you didn't mean to kick me. You know... or Kyle, I know you didn't mean to kick me. You know uh, what wasn't an accident, though. The Bucks came down to make sure we won. This is exciting times. But Jake Atlas is newly signed. I think on Rampage, we get Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas remind him that I'm still the guy everyone's talking about. How about I give you a one-way ticket back to Orlando? And little did we know that this was actually the NXT 2.0 all along. AEW's mid-card would just be NXT again. And you know what? It's fantastic. Good time. Hopefully uh, we keep getting it. Or, you know, Jake Atlas isn't actually injured. Yeah. We see more of Tony Nice. Yeah. Uh, t- apparently Taz was talking about signing Tony. Really? Yeah. I hope so. Um, so then we get Wardlow in action. If there's anything inevitable, Wardlow in action and Veer is coming. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about this match. It's exactly what you would expect from this match. So, more little power bomb the guy five times. Uh, but before that, Sean Spears got in the ring and hit um, Antonio Zambrano, Zambrano with a chair. 
and then uh, Wardlow, instead of going for the pin, goes for the five power bombs, um, and then gets the pin. And then they walk out together, as if nothing happened. And then, uh, then we have the TBS Championship match between Ruby Soho and Jade Cargill. And Jade looked amazing coming out. Looking, looking like Storm. Yeah. Um, this is a stressful match. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we get a drop kick off the apron to Jade, who is ringside. Um, Jade ends up hitting the double axe handles back in the ring, and then Mercedes comes out to... Well, at first it just looked like she was just yelling at Ruby. So I don't really know what she ended up doing there. But she comes out. Um, Thunder Rose then comes out and stops her from yelling at Ruby. Um, we get some kicks to Jade in the corner, and then a shoulder breaker to Ruby, as well as a pump kick. Um, Ruby gets the side of suplex to Jade, but... Mark Sterling gets up on the apron, starts talking shit. Um, I think it was Aubrey. Aubrey ejects him. Um, Jade was going for... I think like a suplex, like an underhook suplex. Um, doesn't work. Uh, Ruby gets the no future. That doesn't work. Um, and then they go up top... And Jade goes for the avalanche jaded, but she looks like she doesn't really feel confident in any capacity doing what she was doing up there. Like, she kind of stepped up to the top rope and then decided to step down, and then the move did not look good. Uh, yeah. Um, 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 Ruby didn't, like, extend her legs. I think she was supposed to. She stayed curled. Um, and that could have been yeah. very, very dangerous, but we didn't hear Land, about like, injuries, so hopefully she's fine. Yeah, she, like, landed on her knees. Yeah. Um, but also Jade seemed like, it seemed like it was both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but that said, Jade wins the title. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, she definitely deserves it, and that title's gonna look fantastic on her. Yeah, I hope that it's not, like, a, you know, women's tag belts in NXT thing where like they got the belt and then they dropped it like literally the next episode. I don't think Hoping so. Hoping that's not the case. I don't think so. Cause uh I mean Jade is being booked to be like dominant as fuck. Like the women's division Miro. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Good way to put it. So after that we have an interview with Sermita Deeb. She says, my intention was respect all along. I wanted to wrestle civilized matches. I will not accept fluke victories. This is about claiming my spot at the top of the division. Do you think there's any women, any women on this roster on my level? The reason they call me the professor of wrestling is because I have a PhD in this shit. I don't whine. I take what I want. I demanded a match with you next week on Dynamite. I'm going to take 17 years of anger out on your ass. And then we, we get Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Before, before we get into this, let's, let's talk about Malachi Black's little uh, tease. 
Yeah. So I, I want to pull it up specifically so I don't I don't butcher anything he said. Um, but basically, he made a couple Instagram posts that hint at something bigger. So the first one um, made six days ago is captioned, There is two left for the third, which reveals the first. Um, which is not much to get from that. There's two left for the third, which reveals the first. Um, but then he posted another picture of a drawing of himself in his, in his entrance mask with like a red shine coming from his eye. He says the color will reveal the hidden Wednesday two with a third to come. So, there are a couple ways to, to interpret this. The boring way is to say the two is Malachi and Brian Pillman Jr., the two one-on-one -on -one match, with the third being Julia Hart coming eventually, or Brody King coming eventually. Mm -hmm. um, the new way to think about it, now that we got some more information, is Brody King and Pac... Now that they made emphasis on Pac getting misted, with the third, Julia Hart, coming soon. Um, so with that information, do we want to dive into the match? I actually don't for this match, and I don't remember if it was really that long of a match. It wasn't... I was, like, too preoccupied. It was a lot of Pillman dodging uh, Malachi's kicks. So, a lot of grappling, too. Um, yeah, we get a failed Black Mass right off the bat. Um, there's a dropkick through the ropes to Malachi, which was very successful, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, eventually, Malachi gets a roundhouse to Pillman. Um, goes for that... Goes for that thing where, like, he, like, lifts their head with his boot, which I always love. It's, like, it's so... It's one of those things where I'm, like... They have to be like, like it must it must feel like nothing because like obviously like you can just like lift your head like no big deal, but it looks cool. It's a very villain thing to do, very villain. Yeah, it's very like how like Great Ocon has people kiss his boots mm -hmm. as like when they lose like a thing. Yeah, just saying, I like it. I'm 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 I I'm a fan of the kiss in the boot. Um. But Pillman clings to Malachi's leg. We get a vertical suplex to Malachi, who really starts to seem like he's kind of struggling. And then, for the third time, because I mean, we had, or for the, th for the second time, we had Jade kind of fuck up on the ropes a little bit. Pillman, oh my god. I think this was intentional. If it was intentional, then it was really good. It directly led to the finish. If it wasn't intentional... Yeah, I Malachi pulled it together really well. I mean, Brian's Brian Pillman's been doing this for a long time. I, I, or not in a long time, but like he he's not new to professional wrestling. I, I don't think this was an accident. No, I mean everyone makes accidents. Yeah, that's true. I think it was just very convenient how it led to the finish. It's like a Braun Breaker situation. And maybe that's the case. If it's not, 
fuck if it is. Uh, no big deal, I guess. Yeah. But they pulled it together really well. Um, now, a couple interesting things to note after the match. And I, I this is why I love Malachi so much, because we're, we're in the situation where we're picking apart these segments. Uh, after the match, of course, I forgot to mention Julia Hart comes out with an eye patch. And she's acting different. She's not peppy. She is straight-faced. Um, after the match, the Lucha Bros come out, which is very weird. Because we haven't gotten Malachi and Lucha Bros confrontation before. Um, so they come out to help against Pillman uh, and... and Julia, um, flash to dark, Malachi and the Lucha Bros switch places in the ring. Um, and that, that's kind of a moment where you think, okay, something's going to happen. Maybe Julia's going to turn. Maybe Brody's going to appear somewhere. Something. Maybe Pac appears. Um, but nothing happens. Malachi walks up the ramp. But the interesting thing that he says, he says something that isn't caught on audio, he says, okay, come on. But he looks at the tunnel when he says it. Like, he's walking backwards, he glances back at the tunnel, says, okay, come on, and then turns around. Like, he's talking to somebody in the tunnel. I don't know. I might be picking apart a little too much, but Malachi is somebody that, like... He puts a lot of thought and detail into every aspect of his story. Yeah. He, he's, he's somebody that puts intention into everything. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I really hope... A, a part of me hopes that this wasn't... Um, that they didn't have to call an audible at the end of tonight. Part of me hopes that they're just kind of teasing us a little bit. Right. Um, but the weird thing is, is that the Lucha Bros come out and, and they have a title match later on. So it'd be very, very, like it would make a lot of sense for Malachi and, and the House of Black to come out during their title match because they just made them relevant. They just attached them to the story. Um, and it would protect Lucha Bros if if they had some kind of interruption or distraction or something um but we'll we'll get into that once that match starts um but next we have an interview with Ruby Soho um but before she can say anything Britt Baker walks in with Jamie and Rebel she says you couldn't get the big job done once again uh Ruby says that's big talk from someone who can't win without help Brawl breaks out. Riho steps in and joins the brawl. She has a match against Britt on Saturday at Battle of the Belts. And then uh, we get Aaron Solo and QT Marshall delivering a promo. QT says, Hook learned everything from me at my school. I can't comprehend where he'd get his attitude from. Uh, he could never attach, he could never stretch Aaron Solo. Um, and then we have our main event. Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express for the AEW tag title. Now there's a lot to talk about. I mean, take notes on. That's okay. 
yeah there's gonna be some spots that we we talk about for a little bit that's okay if you didn't take much notes um so we start with a dropkick to the whole face of luchasaurus um jungle boy ends up going to jump off the ropes but can't successfully um so basically what happened here was he grabbed the hand of Phoenix. He grabbed the hand of Penta, and went for like an off-the-rope springboard arm drag, but he slipped. And then Phoenix grabbed the hand of Luchasaurus, and then they successfully did it mm-hmm. um, as a foursome. Um, which again, the rope strike. Um, <laughs> Then we end up getting a super kick to Jungle Boy's head. We have a funky little sunset flip that's assisted by Penta to Luchasaurus um, from Phoenix. Then Luchasaurus ends up DDTing Phoenix uh, with his legs um, as Penta gets stopped from flying off the top by Jungle Boy. Uh, we get an avalanche destroyer to Phoenix from Jungle Boy and then a Canadian destroyer to Luchasaurus off the ropes from Phoenix. Uh, uh, Penta ends up hitting the Made in Japan to jungle boy and then the lights go out well yeah the lights go out they flash nothing happens though yeah um we eventually go to the apron um luchasaurus sends phoenix into the ring it gets very fucked up and very flustery um then uh, penta ends up getting the fear factor on the apron and then we get like a fear factor into a drop kick to the boot um but that doesn't get the win. Um, then Alex brings out a table. Why did this happen? I don't know. Why Why did Alex grab the timekeeper's table while Fenix was shouting no to him? No. I don't know. It was so weird. It was so it weird. It didn't need to happen. And I feel like there's... Like, I, I, all of this stuff, aside from Phoenix's arm breaking, point to some weird, like, fucking shit with the, with the House of Black. I, I don't know how, but I, I, it, it wouldn't have made sense for Alex Abrahantes, who hasn't stepped in these matches very often, to just grab a table. it's like some weird mind control shit yeah like did he get sprayed at all mystic no i don't think so i don't think so so weird um yeah i have no clue and it's very strange to me and i didn't I, i didn't get it i still don't get it i like i don't know i i i felt like such a clusterfuck you know? Um, Christian then runs after Alex. Alex gets chased up the ramp. Um, we get a boot to Phoenix from Luchasaurus, then a boot to Luchasaurus from Penta. And then Phoenix looks like he kind of wants something on the table. He, he looks like he um, just wants to push Luchasaurus onto the table. Yeah. Because Penta had been kind of working on that. Yeah. And then Luchasaurus grabs him. 
I don't even. I don't even remember what, what was it. Just a choke it, it slam was, into it the was table. A, a side effect kind of choke slam side effect thing. And um, I I saw it immediately, and my brain immediately was like, "That's not how the human body works." So that didn't happen. There's no way that happened. Um, and then they showed it again. I was like, maybe it did happen, but maybe I'm just seeing things wrong. And then you said, "No, something's wrong." Like he's freaking yeah. out. And I was like, as soon as he went through the table. Because I was worried about Luchasaurus's stomach getting jabbed into the table. But then I see Fenix, like, looking at Medical and pointing at his arm desperately. Yeah, because that shit probably was just fucking hanging there. Yeah. Honestly. I... Before we get too far into that, um, there was a failed made in Japan from Penta into a roll-up from Jungle Boy to... For Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to win. Um, but yeah, then they like showed the replay again. I was like, if there's one replay that I can go my entire life without seeing ever again, it's probably that one. That one yeah. Takes the cake. I never want to see... I, I have never seen an arm bend like that. Never want to see it again. It straight up was like... Elastigirl. Mm-hmm. Except Elastigirl isn't fucking real. Um, and apparently he... he was taken to the hospital right after that. As you do. Yeah. A lot of heartbroken people. Like uh, Matt Seidel said he's crying for Phoenix. So. Yeah, and I don't fucking... Hope, I don't blame her. Hope for the best for uh, Phoenix. Hopefully he recovers quickly. Yeah. Um. I just... I don't know, man. So after, after the match, did you finish? Uh, did you get to the finish? Yeah. Okay. Um, after the match, all the heel tag teams come out, and they're watching. They got FTR, Private Party, everyone. Um, then they go to the crowd where Chris Jericho's sitting there, watching. And then they show Malachi Black is also watching. And. I, I just found this as such a weird moment. Like, I, I really feel like they called an audible. So, like, like probably House of Black was supposed to come out at the end, reveal themselves, attack the winner or loser, or attack Lucha Bros. Um, but once that happened, they, they couldn't do that anymore. So they had to scramble, get all the tag teams to come out, waste a couple minutes. Um, and uh, I, I doubt that resulted in Jurassic Express winning. I think that was part of the plan from the start. Um, and, and people are kind of pissed that Jurassic Express won, but it's like, no offense, guys. Even if they hadn't won... Even if like even if somehow Penta pulled it out, mm-hmm. they would have had to relinquish those titles. There's no way in hell that Phoenix is going to be able to defend those titles anytime goddamn soon. Yeah, and I mean Lucha Bros title run hasn't even been that fantastic. They've pretty much been only feuding with FTR. Uh, it's been a great feud, but it's just really been the only thing. Um, with as many heel tag teams as there are, Jurassic Express will probably have a great run as champs. Um, but yeah, it, it's just very weird things not really fitting in place, like Alex Abrahantes 
the the tag teams coming out um it, it feels like something was supposed to happen but didn't because of of the unfortunate incident um so that concludes our recap do you want to talk about the best of the night yeah let's talk about the best of the night All right, so we've got promo of the night. And I, I think we should just say MJF and uh, Punk. Fair. Um, yeah, that, that was fantastic. It's, this is definitely going to be a few to remember. Also, if you're watching this and you have a question, you want to ask us a question. Mark, take it away. Leave a question for a question segment. Leave it in the chat now so it's there when we move on to the question segment after the bests of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment with your question. We'll answer it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at the live show twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live. All right. Want to talk about wrestler of the night? Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you a, a three options. Brian Danielson, Jade Cargill, or Jungle Boy? That's a hard one. Yeah. I'd say Brian Danielson. I was torn between Paige and Danielson, but Danielson just, he, he played up that story so well. He's so good at being a heel. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was probably the best. Um, Jade was a little... She had some nerves. A little rough today. Mm. Um, and Jungle Boy was good, but it's hard to shine, I feel like, in a field of four men. Yeah. yeah. So Brian Danielson is our wrestler of the night. Now let's talk about match of the night. As always, we go from the worst to the best. Um, and we'll talk about the match of the night. So... Worst match of the night with a 4 out of 10. Wardlow versus Antonio Zim- Zimbrano. Zimbrano. The squash match. Uh, next up is MJF versus Sean Dean. 4 out of 10. I gave this a 4 even though the match didn't really happen just because it, it fit the story so well and it was such a clever way of giving MJF a loss but wasn't wasting our time in any way because it also gave us a fantastic promo right after. Um, next up with a 5 out of 10, Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. We all knew how this was going to go. It was pretty decent. Next up, 5 out of 10, Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. Had its flaws, but it was it was pretty fun. Pretty fun. Um... Can't wait to see Jade Cargill's reign um, after she's she's uh, worked a bit more. Uh, next up, with a 7 out of 10, Jurassic Express versus Lucha Bros. I mean, this was, this was a great match. Um, and I, I really wish we could see the reality of where this would have gone had that table incident not happened. Had that spot that that spot should not have happened. 
No need for that spot. It was completely unnecessary. Like, I mean, I get it. You want to, you want a table bump for the crowd, whatever. But it wasn't. It it put Phoenix in in harm's way when he shouldn't have been. Um, all right, and finally, my pick for match of the night with an eight out of ten, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page. It was a very muted version of their last match. A lot bloodier, though. A lot bloodier. Um, I agree with that. It was a lot of fun. It was a very fun match. Yeah, I thought it was a good time. I, I was worried that it wouldn't be, but it was a heck of a good time, in my opinion. Part of me wonders my humble opinion. Where would Brian Danielson be at if if Moxley had not gone to rehab? Because I I, I think it's it's easy to conclude that Danielson took over for Moxley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if Danielson would still be a face. If uh, he wasn't in this position, oh, what he'd be doing? I don't know. Maybe, That's interesting that you say that. Maybe he'd be in um, Chris Jericho's position. No, no, because there needs to be that feud with uh, Eddie and Chris. I think they're setting up. I don't know. Really tough. Really tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hmm. You want to answer some questions? That's our question. We've got multiple, so. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's answer. We, we've got a few on YouTube, and we've got Miriam's question in the chat. Let's, uh, let's answer one on YouTube first. Milam on YouTube uh, on the... I think the last Dynamite paper, uh, uh, post show says totally agreed about Christian. Speaking of him, what do you think about what do you think Impact has gotten out of the talent swap deal, or whatever it is, or whatever it is with AEW? It doesn't seem like it helped Impact much, has it? I think it definitely attracted a lot of eyes to Impact. I don't think the numbers improved very much. A lot of that has to do with them being on Access TV, though. I think um, I think they like got this close, this close mm-hmm. to doing something fancy because they had the NJPW thing. They had um, well, they still kind of have, but they had um, impact. Uh, they had AW and. We got kind of close to like them breaking through, I think. But I, I just think that, again, like you said, I think Access TV is just not. I never heard of Access TV until we had Sling. Not once I ever hear of that. Yeah, I, I think um, they need a different distribution deal that's not with Access. It could be on YouTube, Twitch. They used to be on Twitch um, until they cut that off. But anywhere, anywhere that's not access, it, it's not a good channel. It's not a channel that a lot of people have access to. Um, ironically, um, which 
that won't necessarily hurt New Japan at all because they're also on New Japan World, which isn't a great website, but um, Impact only really being on either um, Access or YouTube Premium, it hurts them. I think that it's just a shame mm-hmm. um and i'm hoping that they get out of it but i don't think they will yeah i, I think they need a streaming deal they need to, to be on like a hulu yeah. or hbo max or something yeah that'd be great but, and i know hbo max wants something like that yeah. so. so something with i should know if they want it with impact yeah, I, I think Impact will be a good fit, though. It's a good mix. Impact's just not as sparkly. I, I I feel like they want sparkly. Impact could could be sparkly. I feel like it it could be. They they've got the talent for it. They do. Seen more tag team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I feel like as. Impact also needs to be, they need to play the role of the lobby for the Forbidden Door. They need to be, like, where everyone goes um, when they enter the Forbidden Door. Basically, everything's open and welcome. They've they've been like that for a while with AEW, New Japan, um, Ring of Honor with uh, Gresham coming in. Um but that's that spotlight is kind of being taken away after AEW's deal ended and now being taken by GCW which that's now kind of where everyone who goes through the forbidden door goes to um so i think impact being that central spot will really help them because you get all these big names coming in, coming and going. You never know who the next one is, so you gotta tune in and find out. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so Miriam asked in chat, now that Danielson's title shot has come and gone, who do you think is up next for Hangman, and who do you think Jade's first challenger will be? Ooh. Jade's first challenger... I want to answer that one first before we get to Danielson. Or, uh, Paige. Sadie? She was like, I saved your ass once. I'm thinking Jamie. Jamie Hayter. Jamie would be cool. Uh, it, it would give her something to do other than just being Brit's lackey. needs i i I really think mercedes because then that gives mercedes a spotlight because she just came over um i think that'd be great for her Mm -hmm. yeah but they're they're both signed by mark sterling so i don't think they can i i I, that's gonna be like a turn true i didn't think about that um now as far as uh hangman's next challenger I you already said who you think it is to me. Hero is waiting in in the wing, but I think he said he is. Uh, he's got to rack up some wins first. 
don't know who, honestly. MJF is busy. I, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, MJF's busy. Um, let me see the rankings. Unless it's... No, oh, no, that's wrong AEW. Unless it's Cole. Mm, I don't think so. Why else would he be fighting Jake Atlas other than to burn time? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I I personally think Adam Cole will be the one to take it from from Hangman. Um, I'm trying to think of who's like available. I can't think of anybody, unless the dream signing. I I think it's Cody. Cody Cody's gonna go full into this and be like, you know what? I'm gonna be double champion. I think he's going to try to be the first double champion and then fail I hope and not. be driven over the edge. I'm going to I'm going to stick with Cole. I think that's a good idea. Um if not Cole, I think it's going to be the dream signing cuz I can't think of anybody who like is well with available. Adam Cole. Oh, okay, so the rankings have reset. But the standings, the top 5 are Danielson, who's now shot down. Uh, Adam Cole was second, so I, it could be him. He could be right. Um, Why else is he fighting Jake Atlas? However, however, he could be fighting Jake Atlas to burn time so that Matt Jackson can recover from COVID. Um... Because, what? Are you implying that Matt Jackson's going to go for it? No, no. I'm I'm implying that they're going to want to do the Red Dragon versus Bucks before Cole goes for the world title. Because mm. there is that, there was that moment at Kenny versus Hangman with the Bucks, and I'm sure that will become a point of contention in that feud which will cause Cole to side with Red Dragon. Um, so next up hmm. in the ranking. That's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, next up is Wardlow. He's third. After he's done feuding with MJF. If he's, <laughs> if he's going to be a uh, feuding with MJF. Hmm. I think he will. I have, I've, I've got faith. Uh, next up, number fourth is Scorpio Sky. He's kind of busy. Yeah. Yeah. Busy with Daniel Lambert. He's got shit going on. Yeah. Although he's not really involved in the Ethan Page. That's true. The uh, Cody thing. That's true. You're right. Uh, and then number five is Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs is a match, though, right? Oh, yeah. He, I feel like he, yes. he has a match against, uh, I think, against Dante. Coming up. Yeah, they, they <laughs> announced it for next week. It's either against Dante or Leo. I think Dante. Didn't know that. Exciting. Mm. I think, I, I think you... You might be right, it's Adam Cole, but kind of so many people have thrown their hats in the ring like Wardlow has, MJF has. Um 
I think this could be a good point for Cody to buy some time and say he's going to go for it. A heel term where he's like, I said I wouldn't do this because I'm, you know, big man in charge, but actually, fuck all of you. What if they do a storyline where he's in kayfabe, fired from his EVP position, and so he goes for it out of spite? <laughs> God, so fucking good. cry. That's like, that's like a that's like an attitude era d uh, WWE <laughs> storyline. That's funny as hell. Um. All right, and last question, Milam on YouTube asked, uh, in response to our day one post show, as a pay per view concept or now premium live event, what did you think of day one as a concept? What do you think? Yeah. Cool. I thought that was. A, I, I felt like it was a good idea. Um. I think it could be cool because, like, what the fuck are people doing on January first? Nothing. You don't want to do anything January first. It's, it's a, what better way to fucking ring in the new it's year? Pay per view though, where it has to be. It has to be timed right. Because it only worked out because January first was on a Saturday. Yeah. It's not always going to be. That's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> Never even thought about that, honestly. <laughs> Next year it'll be like day four. <laughs> Just, it's the Mr. Krabs meme. Where he's ringing the bell. Day, day three. Day three. for day three. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good idea. I, I, I mean, if it wasn't for how the card played out, it would have been a great pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, it was. I know that they want to make a tradition of it, which goes back to what you said. Unless they make it like a crown yeah. jewel, happens on a Thursday. Yeah, which they might, because I mean, people usually have January first off. It's possible. Possible. All right. So that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yeah, sure. Um, if you tune in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in the future, thank you so much. We enjoy having you. Um, happy. I don't know. Did you just get earwax on me, you little freak? Um, sorry, there's a cat. Okay. Um, I don't know what holiday is coming. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Happy Valentine's um, Day, too. Well, Martin Luther King comes yeah. first. January 17th. We aren't, we aren't kissing... Our viewers yet? Oh yeah, always kissing my viewers. Oh. Um. Oh, we should do another uh, stream like we did last Valentine's Day. What do we do? Our special Valentine's Day stream, where we we answer relationship oh, questions. Right. Yeah, that was fun. That was super fun. That, that was yeah. that was special for um, uh, Vengeance Day though. Yeah. Well. We're never getting that again, but we still. We might. It could be. We can. Maybe we can. Right. Hear something fun. Phone, phone. Um. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Um. Please tune in tomorrow night for our Impact post show. Super fun. Um. Uh, and then you know what? Please tune in on Saturday for the Mike fucking Romies. It's gonna be a ball. It's gonna be a fantastic time. Definitely check it I out. I couldn't. 
I couldn't hear that through my speaker, like my headphones, but like I could hear that through the wall. <laughs> we will have fireworks um, uh, and uh, mm, beer yeah. and a cat. We actually, we might get a visit from our special guest co-host. Yeah. Might be. She might be with us. Yeah, she might be. Maybe I'll lift her up again and she can oh, freak boy. out like she always does. Um, th- yeah, definitely join us on Saturday. Did we say what time it is? I think we said seven or eight. Uh, let's do seven. Yeah, seven. Um, so join us 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast for the second annual Mike Romy Awards. We've got a ton of categories to go through. It's going to be a great time. Last year was fantastic as well. This year will be even better. So again, that's twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our YouTube is the pinfall podcast Uh, on Spotify. You can find us by searching the pinfall podcast um on twitter we are at pinfall podcast i'm at the mark cameron liz is at eliza elaine 23 and we'll see you all tomorrow for our impact post show thank you all so much for watching we'll see you tomorrow